One example is herrings. They have a very curious way of communicating. They actually fart to communicate. <laughs> like so us. <laughs> if 60% of the herrings in the school are farting, then that means it's time to leave. Oh my God. realized the single best thing I could do every single day to protect the ocean and the marine life I loved was to simply not yes. eat them. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Plant-Based Performance Podcast with me, actor Lee Petcher. And me, singer Amelia Rose. And we're doing something very different today. We mentioned it in a, a previous podcast that we were thinking about doing reaction videos to certain things. And obviously the documentary Seaspiracy has been going around a lot recently. And we thought, yeah. well, you know, we'll, we'll jump right in and, and start off with that one. So... The audio of this podcast is still going to go out as a podcast and you can find us on all the, the podcast platforms that you might find a podcast. How many times can I say podcast? Drink. Quite a few. Uh, so don't think that you're missing out if you're just listening to us on there. But we are starting up a YouTube channel as well where you can see our reactions to the, the things that we watch. And we're just going to delve straight into it after just watching that documentary, just to get our raw physical em emotional reaction, I would yeah. say. Uh, so before I continue, please follow us on all the social media platforms, which are Instagram and Twitter. We are at PB Performers Pod, which I will put up on the screen for our viewers. <laughs> and if you're just listening, you'll just have to guess. Just guess. Uh, <laughs> also, you can email us at, at plantbasedperformers at gmail.com the reason viewers i'm looking at emma is because i don't know off the top of my head just every yet. single time every forgets. single time and um, because this is youtube smash us a like and subscribe that's what the youtubers say isn't it i don't it? like the word smash <laughs> okay we will come up with a new term for that <laughs> but let's just dive right in seaspiracy yeah. by ali i I, sorry, I really can't say his surname. I feel really bad. Tabrizi. Tabrizi, uh, an English guy who was obsessed with the ocean mm. uh, and, and fell in love with it. And when he was a kid, went to all these uh, sea life centers and saw the, the animals perform their, their amazing tricks. Yeah. And when he got older, he became a, uh, a documentarian. And he decided to make a documentary. He, he started out just making a documentary about the ocean. Yeah, and it, it spiraled into this, honestly, an hour and a half of just sheer, what? It twists, turns, and <laughs> what the fucks. What? <laughs> um, so, yeah, before... I think before we just dive right in, uh, Ali, we would love to have you on the podcast, my man. Um you're in the industry, you're a, you're a filmmaker, you're a documentarian, so that qualifies. And from what I can gather from the end of the the uh, documentary, you've, you've gone vegan, so spoilers. But there we go. Initial reactions, Emma, what did you think? 
Um, what did I think? I feel utter despair. Mm. Honestly, I don't. The, the the words aren't quite forming, so I apologize. But I feel in complete despair, and I'm. It's just going around my mind, thinking, "What can I do? Yeah, what can I do?" Um, the the level of things that he he went to. It started off being about um, being about whales and dolphins, didn't it? Yeah. And um, then he found out. Well, he started off with plastics. Plastic. He uh, yeah. he went to a beach and he started picking up all this plastic debris yeah. because of whales um, at that particular time were turning up dead on yes. all the the shore yeah. fronts. So of course, plastic is a problem, and it's something that we have tried to cut down on. Yeah, we could. I feel like we could probably do more. I think. I think yes, not taking the onus off us. We can definitely do more. I think shops in particular, in particular, in mm-hmm. particularly need to do more. Uh, we just do our weekly shop on a Friday and you come back with all the fruit and veg and it's wrapped in plastic. Like apples don't need plastic wrappings. Bananas don't need plastic wrappings. God has given you the, the wrapping. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, plastic's is is a major issue although what was interesting in the documentary is that there was this big push and i remember this big push because i was working at the cinema at the time of getting rid of plastic straws yeah and people complained about the plastic about the paper straws that came in because they'd go soggy and things like that but you know it was this big push because that's going to save the oceans yeah 0.03 percent of the plastic that is in the ocean is plastic straws paper straws but plastic straws 46% is fishnets, and to round it up over 50% is of fishing gear. That, that's not talked about. And just by the way, we don't mean fishnet tights. We do, of course, <laughs> mean fishing nets that are used to catch to fish. To capture the fish. Um, so, yeah, a, a huge, huge, huge proportion of the plastic that is clogging up our oceans. And our oceans are our lifeline. Yeah. Our lifeline. <laughs> Um, is to do with the fishing nets that are used to catch the wonderful array of fish that are in the oceans. It's the the problem here, the the over overarching problem of all of this, of everything that we've talked about, is humanity. Yeah, we are an absolute disease on this planet. So everything that I've watched and. If this is a success, guys, please let us know and we will continue to do this and we will re-watch some of these documentaries because facts and figures go out of my head and it'd be nice just to look at it again from a, a fresh point of view, really. Mm-hmm. But from everything that I've seen, the world is an ecosystem mm-hmm. and everything plays its part to make sure that everything else works. Yeah. And when you start fucking, and I may bleep this out, I may not, when you start messing with one part, of that ecosystem, everything messes up. They they made a really lovely analogy. One of the people that was being interviewed in Sea Spiracy about the Earth being um, like a spaceship, mm. and basically, um, I can't remember the exact words that, but basically, the, the the sea animals were the crew, yeah, of this spaceship, and 
there's only so many crew members you can kill until the spaceship doesn't work anymore. The spaceship can't go anymore. And that's what we're doing. We're killing way too many crew members. Far too many crew members. There's 2.7 trillion fish killed a year, which is 5 million, is it an hour? Something like that. It's which absolutely is ridiculous. A, an atrocious number. If Imagine imagine that many people were killed. Mm. And Ali does such a really good point of comparing the fishing industry to events that have happened in real life. Like there was a, an oil spill and how people were up in arms of all this wildlife and the fish just turning up on the shore dead when mm. really that was the best thing that could happen because the fish started to repopulate because fishermen couldn't come in and carry on doing what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, to, to get all the facts and figures, guys, you've got to watch the documentary. There's too many to, to mention on this podcast. Yeah. But what really surprised and shocked me was the fact that there are loads of species of fish, which is down to 99% of ex- being extinct, like 1% of it's still left in the ocean. Yeah. And as you said, the ocean is everything. We as human beings are made up of 80% water. Our earth is 80% water. And if we killing that ocean we're in fact we're killing ourselves we genuinely are killing ourselves the ocean if we carry on as it is the oceans will be empty by the year 2048 that's no that's 27 years time from where we're at less than i've been alive now less than you've been alive now but it's no time at all we would more than likely still be alive in 2048 our children would be in their 20s probably and our oceans would be empty what would we do what would we do then because these animals do more for this planet than anyone seems to understand they are not here for us to just eat they're not and i i'm not naive i'm not stupid i understand that some areas of the world they don't have much else to eat Mm -hmm. i'm not stupid in thinking that I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that every, every single person on the planet needs to stop eating fish, which is what I would like, but I am aware that that's probably never going to be able to happen. And we've said that on previous podcasts before. Yeah. But I just think um, if you are watching this or you're you're listening to this and you're still eating fish, I really, really would urge you to go and watch this and really, really consider not eating fish anymore. So this is something that I wanted to ask you. When we went vegan, yeah, it was fish wasn't a main staple part of our diet anyway, was it? Really, we, we had the odd, odd fish. So everything that we've spoken about going vegan, we've mentioned fish like a little it, bit, a little yeah. bit in passing and things like that. But I never realised just how bad it really is. No, I didn't either, if I'm honest. Fish has never been at the forefront of my mind because I never liked fish. I've never eaten fish really. And um, therefore it wasn't really something that was that bothered me to never eat again because I just didn't like it anyway. Mm. Um so yeah I feel like I feel like I maybe have focused more on the cows, chickens and pigs, which is fine because they need focused on too. Y- yeah. But the fish clearly need help too. Mm. The fish, the whales, the dolphins, the turtles, all of all of the sea the life. Plankton. Oh my God. Finding out about how fish excrement is what feeds the coral reef. Mm. And because there's no fish, because of overfishing, 
there's no fish now to excrete. Therefore, the coral reef the is dying. Yeah, the coral because dying. they've got no food. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic ecosystem. And every little thing plays its part, and that's that's what we are taking away yeah. for our own greed. It's just it's greed. And there was chat about shark fins Mm -hmm. which i found just horrendous and they were saying that in japan there's this area where shark fin is a symbol of status um they have shark fin soup Mm -hmm. and it has no taste no uh, nutritional value nothing really it's just a status play and then it showed you videos of sharks live sharks being finned and then thrown back in the water and they're just dying. They can't live without their fins. Just so someone can go, I'm of higher status than you. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's completely unnecessary in my opinion. Uh, yeah, 100%. I don't, I don't understand why, why they would do that. But interestingly, obviously, we talked a little earlier about how Ali, his catalyst for, for loving the ocean and everything in it was going to things like sea life uh, centers and and things like that. Is that something you went to as a child? Not regularly, not, I think I went and saw like a, a sea show when we'd, a sea show, a, um, a dolphin show when we were at things like Flamingo Land or like a, a theme park where they have uh, a water exhibit. Mm-hmm. Uh, aquariums, we uh, attended occasionally. In fact, we attended one on our anniversary before we went vegan. Um, yep. So these were things that I would attend, but not. it wasn't a massive part of my life again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I'd see them on TV and I used to think, Wow, those trainers have the, the best, best job. job. They get yeah. to play with dolphins and whales. The and same. How wrong we were. I've been to a few and I went to one as a grown adult um, when I lived in Spain. So that would have been 2014. I went to one and I bought tickets and I went and watched the dolphins do their show. And I thought, wow, I wish I could do that job. Mm. That dolphin trainer, that looks absolutely incredible. How naive. How do they get there? How do they get there? Just just ask yourself that question. Because they certainly weren't born there. Well, some of them might have been born there, but how did the first one get there? For every one dolphin that is captured and taken to a sea life sanctuary, or not a sea life sanctuary, but a place of entertainment, 12 other dolphins die. And there's no need. We don't eat them. No, no one eats dolphin particularly. I'm not saying it, it doesn't happen, but it's not like a delicacy particularly. So w- w- why are they killing them? What are they doing with them? Overfishing. They were blaming the dolphins for overfishing tuna. So just getting this straight in my own mind, we as humans are killing the dolphins mm-hmm. so that they don't eat the fish that they're supposed to eat so that we can eat the fish mm-hmm. that we're not supposed to eat. Mm-hmm. Lovely. But 
getting it right in your own mind, the dolphins aren't even eating that amount of fish. No. They're, the dolphins are now a scapegoat. They're saying, oh, all this tuna is disappearing from our oceans. It must be the dolphins. Therefore, to make it sustainable, we will kill the dolphins so that the tuna yeah. is there. And it, it isn't like that at all. We are just taking too much tuna out of the ocean. And we're not just capturing tuna. We're capturing sharks. Well, in fact, you name it. Everything. It, it's it's all coming up in those nets. Birds and everything, seabirds oh. and, and all that. Um, it's disgusting. And you mentioned the word sustainable there. This this documentary has a big section about sustainable fishing and what that is and what that means. Mm. Um, spoiler alert, it's a pile of bleep. Shit. <laughs> and um, it doesn't exist. Sustainable no. fishing doesn't exist. And unfortunately, you're being lied to by the, the tins of tuna and everything that you're buying because nothing is sustainable and they're not dolphin safe. Oh, nothing. Nothing's guaranteed to be dolphin safe. Even the company itself said we can't guarantee it's dolphin safe. But buy it from us because we can guarantee it's dolphin safe. It's like, But it's not. Basically, so much is being harmed for you to get your fish mm. that you don't need. You don't need it. What I liked about this documentary is that Ali did a really good job. And he did it by accident, I like to think, to start off with, of uncovering a problem and then digging into that one to find another problem. So it was like this little Russian doll of things. And the more he peeled back the layers, the more another problem came up. And it, the root of it, the root of everything is money. Yeah, the root of all evil is money, and there it is. But it peeled away these layers, and it's like it had me going, yeah, but, but surely that's the worst thing now. Yeah, exactly. With that, and then it got even. It just got even crazier because um, it then went on to talk about people in is it Thailand? Yeah, um, who are slaves? Slavery on on fishing ships still. Going about today, and if slavery. you if you try to investigate it, they kill you. It's ridiculous. They they literally they they kill you. Um, he's very he was very lucky to get out of there just in time before the mm. police came because he was interviewing some slaves who had managed to get away, and these ships. <laughs> if you don't care about the fish, that's fine. That's on you. That's up to you. But surely you care about human beings. And these human beings are being killed. They're being exploited. They're being used as slaves to fish. Is that necessary? Is it worth it? Is that five-minute meal on your plate worth all that death and destruction? And honestly, I think fish tastes like arse, so I don't understand it anyway. You know even, even if you don't want to do it for the fish, and it blows my mind why you wouldn't, but... Okay, let, let's say you don't. Look at what the fish has eaten that you're putting into your body. And again, it goes into it in the documentary about all the toxins and all the pollutants that is in the sea and therefore going into the fish and into you. It's yeah. Because the guy said to uh, a leading expert, like, what am I missing if I don't eat fish? And he said, well, mercury. Harmful levels of mercury, like plastics. Yeah. Like 
all the all the bad stuff. It's like so people think that you're missing the omega threes. Where again, like protein in cows and chickens, the fish don't create the pro, the the omegas. It's the the allergen the algae that it eats that is being processed within. Yeah. So go straight to sauce. Eat the algae. There are plenty, plenty of algae oils out there with every single bit of omega-3 that you need in it. You do not need to be taking, you don't need to be eating the fish for it and you don't no. need to be taking the, the fish capsules for it. There are vegan ones that are made from algae oil and you're getting it straight from the source rather than it going through an animal who's then killed brutally and it's squeezed out of the animal. Mm. You don't need that. No, you don't. You go to the algae, take it out of the algae, everyone's happy. As you can tell, this documentary is a, really has affected us. Hopefully that's coming through in the, in the way that we're saying stuff. I mean, we're stumbling over words, we're, we're passionate. It's just, it shocked me more than I expected it to. Yeah, I, I am genuinely shook. I knew that this documentary had affected a lot of people and I, and I kind of went in naively thinking, well, I, I kind of know everything that's going to be said. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. I, 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 and I don't personally don't think you can ever get used to seeing mass slaughter. No. Um, no matter how many documentaries you watch, I don't think you can ever not feel completely hurt by that. There was um, one particular scene where he's in Iceland and it's it's an old Icelandic ritual and it, it's something that they've been doing for a long time and unfortunately it might be something they do for a long time to come but they go out on these boats and they basically herd a, a group of whales a specific type of whale that I can't remember the name of unfortunately right now but they herd this type of whale back to shore mm. everyone waits on the shore they see them coming in, they run into the sea, they grab them and they absolutely massacre them. And it did. It, it took a, a close-up because he was there when this happened. Obviously, he didn't participate in the no. killing. Um, he took a close-up of one of their eyes as it was being killed. And I feel like that's something that's going to live with me for the rest of my life. Like... It was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. I, the blood all in the water, the the screams. They make noise. These animals. They make noise. And for the fact that the fact that people still believe that old myth that fish and and whales and all of that they don't feel pain. Are you joking? They've got a nervous system. How? Who said that? Firstly, who first said that? And why did they believe that? And why doesn't now everyone believe that? And don't forget, we come from fish. Our earliest ancestors were fish that grew legs and crawled out of the water. That's where life began. So obviously they learned how to avoid pain, death and destruction because if they didn't, they wouldn't have evolved. So yes, they had a nervous system. Yes, they can feel pain. Yes, they, they can be scared and frightened. Oh, it's just shocking. Completely shocking. I, as soon as we finished, I took a breath. I was kind of shaky, actually. Mm. And I picked up my phone 
and well, I sent, we both did, yeah. Yeah, picked picked up our phones and I, and I sent a voice note to my parents who are not vegan in any way. Um, and we and don't I, judge them. We don't. No, I, it's their life. But I, I've never asked them for anything in terms of veganism. I asked them obviously to respect that that we are vegan, but mm. I've never asked them to not eat anything or drink anything or whatever. <laughs> But I felt I needed to this time. And I, I sent them a voice note and I said, listen, I've never asked you for anything like this before, but please, can you consider not eating fish anymore? And I, we told them to please go and watch the documentary and, and they can make up for themselves. My mom actually sent me um, something back saying that she can't eat lamb anymore because of country file. So I'd like to think if she can't eat lamb anymore because of that, then she hopefully she'll not want to eat fish anymore after this because it's not even it's not just about the fish it is about the fish but it's about the planet it's about the entire world yeah. if we continue to carry on this way our our planet's going to die so our ocean absorbs 93% of the world's carbon and we worry about the Amazon being torn down because of how much that absorbs carbon and releases oxygen. Our ocean absorbs 93% of the carbon that's in the air that is poisonous to us. And if we kill our ocean, it's only a matter of time before we die. It's not even just, yeah. It's, it's actually a matter of life and death. And if you want a future for your children, your ancestors, we need to stop this. So please, if you are watching this and you still eat fish, please, please, please do me a favour and watch this. Even if you don't eat fish, watch this documentary. I think it's a must-see for everyone. And pass on, pass on the message to other people who still eat fish. And... Let's just let's just do something together. I feel I feel very pumped up right now in the fact that I want to do something to help. Mm. I don't know what that is in this moment because I've got a lot going around my head. But I actually feel like us and this lovely community that we have of plant-based people, I feel like we could we could do something to help. So I took a, a note of a quote from one of the, the guests on the podcast, on the documentary, the podcast. I wish it was on the podcast. Podcast obsessed. And it's uh, Dr. Sylvia Earle. And she's said something that we say quite often, but she said it more elegantly. And I'm going to use this from now on. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. And sometimes big ideas make a big difference. Th th that's it. I mean, what's more to be said than that, really? Do you know exactly. what I mean? Um, let, let's just quickly talk. There was two things about the um, documentary that I wanted to have a quick chat with you about. One, you mentioned about the whaling in Iceland. Mm. And it cut then to an interview with one of these whalers. Mm. And he said something which I don't agree with his methods, but I understand what he was saying. He said, I kill one whale. Um, 
and other people might kill 200 chicken. Um, I get the numbers wrong, but 200 chicken for that for the same amount of meat as that one whale. Mm. So I'm justified in the fact that I'm taking just one life when you're taking 200. Mm-hmm. How did that affect you? Like, what were your thoughts on that? Um, whilst I agree with what he's saying, that he what what he then went on to say was that each life is equal, basically. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Each life is equal. I would just prefer none of them were killed. Yeah, no, obviously. But could you get behind these sentiments of going, okay, I'm only killing one life to feed my family. And let's say that he lives in one of these populations where fruit and veg aren't that readily available for him. Mm. So let's just say that the whale is his staple of his, the main staple of his diet. Could you get behind the fact that he kills one whale instead of it's, 200 chickens? It's a very, very difficult question to answer because no. <laughs> but if you put it like that, where he has no no other option, then yeah, obviously one life is better than 200. But no, mm. not really. What were your thoughts on it? Again, I'm, I totally agree with you. I don't think that any life should be taken just wherever possible. Um, but I did get, I can see his hypocrisy in people that these people who are slaughtering thousands of chickens and thousands of cows will then turn around to him and go, you're a bad man for killing yeah. that one whale. Yeah. I get he's that. No, he's no different to those people. Yeah. He's not. Um, but no, I just, I just really don't understand why we have to be killing beings to to eat because no. we physically don't have to. And I think the last thing I wanted to say is um, and talk to you about is documentaries that are known for always putting one side of an argument above anything else. They very, very rarely touch on the uh, the opposite arguing side because that's what they they're intending to do is to to promote one fact one ideology above everything else what did you think to Ali's argument in Seaspiracy I mean who's the other side the fish <laughs> well the the industry the fishing industry I think he tried to speak to a lot of different people and yeah. tried to get their side and no one would talk to him and that, so that's that, what, that tells me that there's something to hide. That's exactly my sentiments, exactly. Um, there are people there, when, when you do watch documentaries, it's like, um, from the top of my head, Game Changers is one. It's all about how being vegan is good for you and everything else. And it very, very rarely touches on the other side of that. So it is very, very pro-vegan. Whereas this one, he tried to get he, he the asked other from, side. For, multiple interviews with certain with different companies and um even the ones that he had thought were the good guys i put that i'll put that in inverted commas for the people that can't see us um even they wouldn't speak to him about the things he was asking he was asking very politely he wasn't pushy he wasn't shouty he was asking yeah. very politely and they were like no turn the cameras off we're not talking about this so there's something there to hide. There's they know they're doing something wrong. Yeah. 
even that interview where he turned the camera off but get the audio going as well that was that was eye opening and that was someone he said was like one of his favorite companies yeah. and then it turned out they were owned by another company who are the ones that are telling you that it's dolphin safe tuna but they're killing dolphins so so there you go sea spirits we recommend everybody watch it how many how many fish out of five would you give it <laughs> Uh, I'd give it all the fish in the world. All the fish. <laughs> and there isn't that many left, apparently. So yeah. let's uh, let's put them back in the sea. Guys, if you like this style of podcast, it isn't going to be an, an every week kind of occurrence because we do want to get guests on. That was the main reason why we set up Plant-Based Performance Podcast so we can learn. But uh, we don't mind branching out into to different avenues and, and ventures as well. So if you, if you have liked this style please let us know on our social medias, on our email. Uh, again, smash that like button or we'll think of a, a different um, one for that. Let's change it to, I don't know, like broccoli or something. Broccoli? That, like, no, we'll, we'll come up with one. We, we will come up with a better... Vegan sausage. <laughs> Hit that like button, uh, subscribe, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll do more of these in the future. Drop us in the comments um other documentaries that you want us to watch and review let us know what you thought about seaspiracy if you let watched us know what it. you thought yeah um because that would be really interesting to have a conversation with you about it yeah but no this has been a fun different experience not fun for the fish never but fun for the fish it's always good to learn and it, it's it's another um it's just another reason for me to continue being plant-based forever exactly we will be back uh, with another guest it's uh kaylee kaylee yep. kaylee, kaylee so stick around listen to that one and as always i have been lee petcher i've been amelia rose we do have Oreo. We will bring him on camera at one point so you can meet Oreo. If we can get him to sit still for long enough. This has been my oh, black eye for the, those who can't see me. <laughs> I did drop a dumbbell on my head. We told them the last time. I know, but I like to bring it up. I want people to feel sorry for me. <laughs> and we have been putting veganism back in the spotlight. Bye. See ya. Thanks for joining. We had a blast on the It's a little red boat chugging across a sparkling sea with Captain Birdseye at the wheel <laughs> with his white beard and his twinkly blue eyes and his fisherman's cap. I knew cap. Captain Birdseye was to really blame is, for something. <laughs>